Hi. Hi. Nice to join. How are you? Good. How are you? Good as well. Thank you. What? Um. So yeah, just do a quick sound check. Can you hear me properly? I can. Okay. Perfect. Can you hear loud? Yeah, I can hear loud and clear. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Uh, for the uninitiated, which I don't think there'll be many at all, uh, Yuki Bamri uh, was the world number eighty-three in two thousand. He was the IDF junior world number one in two thousand nine, and the Australian Open well, and plays Davis Cup for India. Um, Yuki, we've got a bunch of questions that we've all compiled here at Indian Tennis Daily, um, and with also inputs from Steve, very nice inputs. So uh, let's get started. Uh, I think I lost you. Oh, okay. I can hear you. Yeah, uh, you can Better hear me. Now. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't know if it's my connection or your connection. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, the thing is, everyone's being dying to know how is your knee doing right now. It is. Uh, it is better. Not. Um, not at a hundred percent, but um, yeah, definitely uh, made progress from what it was or what it's been over a year ago, a year and a half ago. So I'm. I'm back on court. I'm hitting balls. Um, I'm trying to get back in shape, but uh, yeah, I'm. St- I'm still a long way off. To go and and play matches. Okay. Are you are you able to play any practice sets right now? I haven't tried so because there hasn't been any any reason to. It's not okay. like we've yeah um uh, that you know we're going I'm going to get back on court uh, pretty soon with with the tournament. So that's my reason too. But uh, I'm probably still going to be taking it slow and trying to uh, recover. I don't think there's going to be much tennis for me this year. It's probably going to be 2021. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and just talking a little bit more about the injury, uh, we know that tennis is like a very, very demanding sport, uh, like on on the body, like physically in general. Uh, and we've seen that you had some injuries over the course of your career. What do you do to make sure, or try to make sure, because no one can be sure, to make sure that um, you don't injure the same part of your body again is there something that you change with respect to your training or like uh, your physio routines or something i feel you uh, you focus a bit more on that aspect of of or or, or on that body part a bit more you're a bit um, a bit more aware uh, of, you know and you i think it's just to try and not get injured again you sort of continue with your rehab or you you're always adding a little bit of few more exercises say for um uh, you know, when I had my tennis elbow in 2016, I still, even though I feel okay and I don't have any issues, I, I would still try and make sure that my elbow is good. Um, I'll still do exercises for that, for my forearm, for my shoulder. Same with my knee. So same with my any other um, body part. I think what one just tends to do is is a bit is a, a person's a bit more aware about about the injury and so just continues to do its rehab to make sure that you don't hurt it again. So that's yeah. something um, that I have done and with that aspect, I think I've fortunately been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like Steve was mentioning that you've never injured same body part again, so which is obviously nice. Yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't try and jinx me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We we all want you to never get injured again. Uh, and and also like when you're like when you when you come back from an injury and you're playing, like does it in some part play from play in the back of your mind just to be a little bit more careful when you're moving 
in a certain way or hitting a shot in a certain way or something no it's not something that you can you can avoid it's not as if i can i can just suddenly stop running on a tennis court or um you know make sure of not running for this ball and not doing that i think in in, in tennis it's all very dynamic and you have no control once you're there i think that's why uh, you have the time off or you take the time off to really come back stronger and better so that you're not thinking that during a match so because there is no stopping once you're out there it doesn't i don't think it plays on any athlete's mind um frankly once you're you know in a in a match and uh, and rightly so yeah yeah correct um and and like coming to your your training nowadays um i think the lockdown in india like recently ended and everyone's been able to most people have been able to get back to court in some capacity or the other so um are you like still uh, do you, uh, how are you keeping in touch with uh, all of your courses like either with with team tennis with mr aditya sachdev or with with uh, steve in thailand do you interact with them every day do you like send them videos of yours how do you keep in touch uh, a couple of times a couple of times a week uh, absolutely it's i think delhi is has still been um hard even even though i think lockdown has somewhat lifted we're still not able to really practice freely uh, where i play um it's only members only and you're still you know you're still worried about about the virus so i haven't obviously been seeing my coaches or really been playing with a whole lot of people uh, i'm fortunate that i have um, uh, pratik who is my cousin who is who's pretty good in in hitting the ball and frankly surprised me with his coaching skills as well um so you know he's been doing a a pretty good job but uh, yeah i'm absolutely in, in touch with steve in touch with um uh with it this is dev as well with with both of them uh running you know going through going through things or what i could work on what i need to do uh, so it's i mean yeah i've had a good combination of um, of of all three with i think pratik being and helping um, a lot on the court and obviously uh, uh steve and um, and ali sir helping out yeah we've been seeing uh, yours and pratik social media posts and uh, pratik also says that you coach him uh, on table tennis in the evenings after tennis yeah he's been more he's been a bit more free now that he's not really doing a whole lot so he's been he's been joining us with with, uh, with a little bit of uh, table tennis session so yeah i've been trying to improve him there and he's been trying to uh, work on my tennis uh are you trying to go pro in table tennis soon as well or <laughs> no <laughs> we'll stick to tennis for now okay 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 uh now i'm not talking a bit about like uh, career perspective maybe looking back and also looking, looking forward uh is there something that you think you should have or might have done differently uh when you were a junior i think looking back it's it's very or at least at that point of time it's very hard especially with the amount of success that i had uh, when you're you know you you won a grand slam at 16 you've been world number 1 you're not really going to try and change a whole lot of things because you're a you're having success um b you're moving up the ladder you sort of achieved whatever you had to out there um on the on the junior circuit going going to the professional circuit i i think or i felt that i've tried to do as much as i could um to try and cope i think with the physicality that's what i felt was the difference when i was uh getting up there you know playing some of the challenger events playing some of the future starting out that's what i felt the difference was as a as a 16 17 old trying to compete with the men's and i think tennis has only gotten harder so that's something that i think i've always 
sort of gradually always looked towards and working on i haven't felt that that tennis has been that much of a hindrance for me where it has been retired i think cope physically because tennis is such a sport but you know looking back i don't think this i could change a whole lot um from 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 what i achieved or where i was yeah uh and like you you were talking about physicality just right now uh we've seen that like lots of players from india uh, be it uh, prajnesh like he had knee injuries for a very long time uh, somit had trouble with the shoulder pranjala had i think trouble with her lower back a little bit uh, you had trouble with your knee and your elbow sometimes do you think there's some sort of a systematic um let's say improvement that we need with our coaching system when kids are young so that injuries happen less and less it's i would say it's better now it there's a bit more awareness now i i see a lot of parents i see a lot of coaches uh, really focusing on the physical aspect i don't think we had that uh, at least 10 15 years from now i think there's a little bit more individualized sessions as well which you know we didn't have access to or didn't have it was always group sessions what everyone else was doing a lot of the basic stuff so i think kids now this growing up are aware i think this there's so much more information out there on youtube on 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 instagram there are you know world class trainers and coaches posting different um different physical videos that you know even though you probably shouldn't outright copy but it gives you a general idea of what a a top player is is really working on so you can have some some sort of an idea going from there so i think there is they're better now but i, I mean having said that it's not just indians you look at any tennis player everyone's gone through a fair share of injuries so it's it, it it's a sport um that you know requires or demands a lot more from your body so um it's just there are such a few of us who have really made it that far um that it's easy to sort of pinpoint and say okay you know a prajnesh has been injured or a sumit has been injured or a uh, a pranjula has been injured but when you look at the bulk of players i think it's how they've come back and how they performed and everyone um you know at the moment is is doing pretty well or is getting back there so you know at some point every tennis player has had some sort of an injury and but you know they're all bouncing back and and that's what a positive everyone should look at yeah yeah correct talking about bouncing back um, you whenever you had an injury you bounce back like really strongly you maybe it fallen out of like the mid 500s of the ab rankings and then within one year you within like top 120 or even top 100 uh and going back to um, i think 20 you you played um, tomash burdich and also uh, andy murray at the australian uh and you you particularly played really well against andy murray he in his press conference he had like really uh, he had uh, a lot of praise for you he said that you especially moved the ball around really well and i believe you were also up i think 4-1 in the third set uh so what what do you take or what do you learn from matches like at such a big stage and like playing against top 5 top 10 players like what's your take for me it was a great um, it was a great learning experience playing and there's there's a whole lot that took on court which i implemented my own game i think that was also the year when i uh, broke into top 100 and i think it was a, a, for the first time and it wasn't a coincidence i mean from that match the various tactics that he had used um that i hadn't seen a whole lot on the tour before uh that i had learned um simple things of of where to return from of of how he played the important points 
so there there are things that I, I I managed to pick on. So there's a lot of that's one of the matches that always stands out for me is because how much I I was able to really learn from an opponent, how he played me and how you know how he conducted himself or how he played the important points. So that was something that uh, you know that I really learned from um, playing Andy. I think he was just uh, kind enough uh, you know to say nice things. But when I went into a match, I was on a Zoom call with with some of the um, other kids from the academy. Um, in, in Delhi, and I was telling them someone asked a question, and I, um, I, I remember when 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 I went out there, um, I had my trainer at point of Nasir at that time, and we joked, and I said I obviously I hadn't played a, a top three, top four player before that, so I didn't know really know his first Grand Slam, didn't know what to expect going in there, so we joked uh, about saying that I, I I hope I didn't lose oh uh, love love and love, and it was important for me to get one game in each set. So, you know, we, when, I won, when I got the first game, I smiled in the first set. When I got the first game in the second set, I smiled in the third game. We, you know, we were sort of sharing a moment there. So it was at that point of time, initially, it was just trying to get one game and then see where it goes. Yep, yep. Um, and talking about, talking about more of these matches, uh, now let's go to a slightly harder topic. What can you tell us about the best match that you've played and you've still lost? I don't think I've. I could say there's a match that I've played that a best match I've played lost. I I feel at different opponents or at different levels I I would have probably been playing well and I guess let the match slip through. But if I had to really uh, pull out some of the matches, I think uh, Sam Query at at Indian Wells was one where I I felt I had a good chance of winning that one. Um, Kevin Anderson at, at DC, another, I think, three sets. And uh, I guess Denis Shapovalov at, at Davis Cup to come back from two to come back from two sets to love and to equal all to all, um, you know, and it's anyone's game in the fifth set. So I, I would say that there was a lot of some of these matches where I was playing well and I had a shot or an opportunity to maybe try and win the match or close out the match where um, I didn't get through. But I mean, those are sort of the matches that stand out. Okay. And uh, what is the most important point if you like, if you or one that you won throughout your career? The most important point. Yeah. I couldn't pick an important point, but I think we, again various stages um, of my career. I guess important matches. Uh, I could have. Going back all the way to my junior career, I, I probably feel I should have lost first round this train open the the year that I won. Um, I was I think match points down the first round itself to uh, to 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 go out. So that was I, I guess that changed a whole lot of things for me. Is there? Um, that's where I guess my career took off. So I, if I had to say that one point was very crucial in in um, you know getting my junior career started. Okay. Okay. And also, uh, I should have probably asked you this earlier. Do you think your game style has changed a lot since when you were a junior? Like, obviously, uh, physicality has gone up a lot, but style of game, has that changed a lot since you came onto the I feel I've uh, adapted. I, uh, way before breaking onto the junior circuit, I think things have changed on from there. I was... I, 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 I would say I was more of a counter puncher, but I because I think I didn't have the strength to really, I guess, hit hit through the court that much. So for me, it was really about just trying to keep balls in the court, um, waiting for an opponent to miss. But uh, gradually, I think 
gaining that strength and and also realizing that i think that game style didn't really suit me and i wasn't going to get me really that far um in my career i think i i did progress to being a bit more of an attacking i guess all round um, core player but i think yeah, at various stages i've always just tried to keep on improving and keep learning and adding bits and pieces um as i've learned on what to improve and how to go about it okay um and so now that you've been a pro for quite a while uh and, and most professional players have like near perfect technique do you still that you, you you obviously get coached by by Steve and and Adi sir and everyone but do you still like go on to youtube and maybe look at random videos now and then and try to like see what what the gen z kids are doing with it uh every that's i think that's the beauty of a sport that everyone has a different really has a different style you could see uh, a del potro having a really really big back swing on his forehand but um uh, but really generating so much more power on his shots so, you know i want the best forehand and nadal doesn't have the perfect technique but i mean again look at that forehand so everyone's different um every there's is just i i guess like i said the beauty of a sport is that you don't really have to be it's good to be obviously technically sound but you do, it doesn't have to be spot on that this is the way to go about it that's the way to go about it. there's not one way to how to hit a tennis ball as long as long as you can you know make the ball and hit the ball in a tennis court so it's i think yeah over the years you see different um, different game styles different styles of uh, you know different styles of how how players are coming up I think I saw Ram Kumar Ramanathan here as well. So hi Ram. Uh, and um, one question which uh, which Steve asked me, which I think is a asked me to ask, which I think is a nice question uh, amongst others. Lots of uh, Indian kids uh, and also throughout the world, like they have a dream of going pro, and everyone tries to start off early, maybe seven or eight years of age. Do you think? there are some certain checkpoints that you need to have at maybe like 12 years of age 16 years of age 20 years of age to kind of know whether you're going to make it and then decide whether to like give your life completely towards tennis or not just so that you know you have a good idea beforehand i think kids do know i think they are aware uh, especially after a certain age i i'm i'm sure they're aware you know where their game is and where their levels at uh different but again different players uh, are at different levels have different motivation it's not always about i guess a 22 23 year old who's maybe trying to break into the qualifyings of or or playing the futures not always about uh winning a grand slam or playing a grand slam or being in top 100 for some also it's you know it's what they enjoy and, and it's and it's their passion to be able to play tennis for a living or to be able to uh, follow their dream i think it's so it's up to i think each individual either, you know tennis is a sport where you're not taking anyone else's spot like cricket you're not stopping anyone you could be 35 years old and if wanting to play singles or you know starting your career you could do that you could be a 16 year old upcoming uh, player and you know want to break pro i think it's it's sure it's good to have you know those checkpoints or levels to see where you're at that's where that's why the tournaments are to see to judge what what your level of play is but i mean if you know if someone wants to follow their dream who are who is anyone else to tell them what to do 
I think tennis unfortunately is not a sport that um or at least Indian tennis where the corporates are really uh kicking it's uh, even though we we play at a global scale but everyone sort of looks at um a, a Federer or a Nadal or a Dominic Thiem um uh, performing at the highest level it's you know it's it's a global sport and it's very very difficult for I guess an Indian to really sort of break through for us you know for a lot of us I think the the sort of barrier really is let's try and get to the hundreds and then let's try and push towards the 70s or 50s whereas not to you know dreaming of maybe playing winning a few rounds in a grand slams or making the second week of slams whereas for someone else a european is probably trying to win a grand slam so i think that's where um uh is i guess an uh, an average indian or corporate who probably doesn't understand uh the nuances of of a sport like tennis would would probably see and that's why i think it's very difficult to have the corporates in uh, intense but um i having said that i think there's it's it's better than what it was there's still a lot of foundation that are coming in and supporting um the sport and supporting some of the players for me personally um it's been great with ongc um yeah. with um and with babylon that i've been with for the last i think 12 or 13 years um you know for my rackets and and with including deal as well so um that's what i am with and that attached with them that that that's good pablo is supporting you as well um some 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 more questions about um so talking about junior support so let's take the example of uh maybe maybe, maybe like like from you guys train at impact i think in 2017 mm-hmm. uh the opening and uh, immediately like one month or two months later shion chung makes it to the semi finals of the australian open and also see the thing that you were like completely crushing it in in the off season there that time so why were you why were you feeding on each other's confidence does that give you more of a belief that you know a grand slam semi final is not far away at all all it takes is one one or two good weeks and you know you might be in any time Absolutely I think it it blew us all away and we were all very happy for for Chung when he made the semis um you know we were all on our on our groups congratulating him and uh, it was a it was a, a really good uh, three couple of weeks I think it was three weeks two and a half three weeks that we all trained together to have most of the top players there <clears throat> and again like I said I I think for me it's always uh, I've always believed that I've always had the game to really match up to the best players in the world um yeah. for different players it's 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 different criteria for me really it's all about it's always been about just trying to maximize uh my tennis and about playing as many tournaments as many matches as i can that for me has been the key but uh, yeah it it does give you the belief and it, even at that point of time i think it gave us um no I, i'm pretty sure not just me but a lot of the players who were um at that camp uh, you know the belief to try and go further because we were we were all trained together we also um you know each other every day we all knew how well each other played and then to see someone you closely work with to to do that well i think it gives you the confidence as well to and it gives you know to go ahead and and push that further yeah so hopefully 2021 australian open 
semi final fine okay um let's see if there are any comments which have questions um everyone thinks your beard is very nice uh, <laughs> vishnu asking the gyms are open delhi no vishnu no gyms in delhi um for yeah. work out from home only the tennis courts are open uh, i think pura somewhere said that you're the best cricketer not in the indian team <laughs> If, if tennis, if 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 uh, it wasn't going to be tennis, it would have been. Uh, it would. I would have definitely played cricket. I if I had to blame, I blame my sisters for that because I would have. <laughs> I would have played my cricket having if I hadn't followed them into the sport. But I think it's worked out fine. Talk talking of talking of uh, cricket and even other sports. Do you have uh, do you have friends from good friends from other sports like obviously tennis? You travel with everyone, so but with uh, from other sports, do you have any? Uh, I have a few uh, from the cricket circle. Um, uh, a few of them because we we shared the same trainer. That's how I uh, uh, met a few of them. Uh, a lot of uh, fast bowlers and a lot of them read uh, um, the comments on on Pura show about challenging. Uh, oh, yeah. You know about some of the some of the guys challenging them to a, a, a run or a you know or whatever. A, yeah sprint or something in the gym and a lot of fast bowlers really want to take up on that because i think the the new new generation next generation are really focusing on on fitness now and are and are doing well so they wanted me to mention that saying um that you know if i had come across again on on, on a tennis platform that they would be open to taking up the challenge are, are you open to taking up the challenge i wouldn't i wouldn't be beating somdev in an 800 meter uh, Uh, a sprint maybe some the the you know the rest of the crew right now are, but i don't think yeah i think somdev has always been one of the fastest yeah somdev was definitely a mean beast i'm sure he is still um so i think yeah we've got just a few minutes left let me try to ask you some fun questions is there something that's really bizarre that's happened with you on the tour which you've not wish people don't know publicly It's not bizarre. I've done bizarre things. For some reason, I've, I have a knack of instead of picking my own bag up, picking other people's bags up. This happened twice. This happened to me in Australia. This happened to me at Wimbledon, um, and and Wimbledon was was a lot more scarier and, and worse because I was I was stepping on court for a match. Um, yeah. I was warming up in the gym, and I think because a lot of us have similar bags, especially the slams, they give us you know a certain kind of bag that everyone has to. um and i i picked up another player's bag reached on the court and realized these are not my rackets um uh, you know i i had i had i had uh, i first had steve to try and run back and switch the bags but i saw him he was, he was very very slow so i <laughs> i took <laughs> so i had to run back and um uh, and you know try and um, exchange a bag and thankfully um the girl whose bag i by mistake picked up was walking out for practice and she had realized that we had, we had switched um uh we had switched back so i didn't have to go very far away but and this happened in australia as well uh, i picked up somebody else's bag by mistake and had to go back uh, to switch it so this is something very bizarre even though we tie our tags and everything but strangely enough um uh, yeah that that's pretty interesting uh vishnu wardan is asking you like uh, when you do you want to play doubles together on the challenger tour absolutely vishnu 100% when we're back 
we'll start with our start with the with my ongc teammate okay uh then the next one with next question which i had was this is more for maybe i don't know junior players or a, a, any recreational tennis player what's the best technical tip you've received or you can give us uh mr bolletry telling me to shorten my back swings um uh, i had really really big back swings so that was something um that that uh he made me aware of and that's something that i worked with which i think definitely helped me a lot because having really really big back swings isn't going to um you know on both sides of flanks is isn't going to help you much Right, right. Um, the next one. Uh, who's your best friend on the ATP tour or on the WTA tour outside of India and within? I think friendly with most of the Indian guys. You know, most of them we uh, you see in you see in the tour. I think someone who would interact more so among the Indians are, are probably uh, David Sharan, um, being you know practicing together, being in the same town and uh, Saket Mineni. I think somebody uh, that I fell in touch with, um, Michael Venus from New Zealand, is. I think we 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 get along well, having having played uh, doubles quite a few times. Okay. Um, okay. I have another fun. For me, it's a fun question, but I think it's also something that might give the viewers who are not playing on the tour a good idea about what life is like with respect to expansion. So let's say you make. The ATP website says that you make ten dollars as prize money. Uh, how much of that do you? How much of that do you get after taxes? And how much of that is spent on coaching, traveling, tennis related expenses, training equipment, all those things? Well, it depends on what country you're in. Um, if you're in, if you play the U.S. Open, you're paying thirty-five percent uh, tax in New York. So ATP usually just publishes. what the prize money that is then they don't also publish the currency you could be playing in australia and it would be australian dollars which is say is not as strong as euros or or american dollars it would just be dollars there um you could be playing again you know vice versa you could be playing at wimbledon and it would be pounds but they would probably just still mention i think that's what ends up happening i think i paid that much attention to what they mentioned but i i feel that that's the criteria and when it comes to expenses again it it varies you uh different coaches different fees different trainers it depends on how big um uh, you know your support staff is we heard someone like uh, jokovic uh, sort of i guess complaining of trying to have only having only one you know having only one member of his team present there where he's not able to choose whether he would want a coach or a physio or a um or a trainer i think that's an eye opener for a whole lot of people out there to understand what it really requires to keep those top players fit and why they are there at that point is because they have a whole team really looking after them to make sure um you know, that they're healthy and they're uh, ready to play the next match whereas most of the players on uh, on the tour i would say 80 or 90% of them would probably maybe be traveling with a coach or maybe be traveling with a with a trainer very very rarely unless you're a top 10 20 30 player um you would you would see anyone traveling with a coach and a trainer let alone Uh, a physiotherapist but that is what you know it's a cash into situation of course you have to it requires a whole lot of um money a whole lot of capital to spend on that but you also do need that to reach at that level yeah yeah which will pay back in itself right? yeah uh 
Okay, I won't talk you too much more. Just last two questions. Uh, so, since you brought up Djokovic, uh, what do you feel about the US Open being held this year with so many restrictions? Like, what's your take on it? Lots of players have said things, but yeah, what's your take on it? Majority of them, uh, I don't think accept it. Um, as tennis players, I think every tennis player will will go out there to to play a tournament because most of them aren't obviously playing at the moment, and everyone wants to get back. That's their livelihood. Um, I, uh, you know, everyone understands that. Uh, sometimes I think uh, that's the advantage that us us tennis players are taken, you know, are, are taken off because they know that we're going to show up if it's a U.S. Open, if it's a French Open. Um, I personally feel if they if they have the capacity to host a, f- a full U.S. Open or they're you know hosting a main draw, then there's no reason for them not to at least have the qualifiers. Um, you know, mixed doubles um, and wheelchair tennis for that matter. Um, you know, they've left out a, a really big uh, part of the sport um, that a lot of play, a lot of people follow. Um, so, yeah, I think that that bit has been a, a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I saw that wheelchair tennis has been left out and yeah, lots of people were disappointed. Yeah, thanks for bringing Okay, last question before uh, we let you go. What can we expect from Yuki Bhavrini in 2021 when you make your comeback? Hopefully, uh, um, you know, back to playing good tennis, back to uh, um, performing at a, at a at a good level and making some noise in the Grand Slams again. Yep, yep. Even, yeah. Awesome. Really, you crush the tour in 2021 and for many more years. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.